Hello everyone and welcome to Entrepreneur Talks podcast. This podcast is created by Women Flicks and my name is Yola Bastos. Welcome to season two. We will have new guests with new stories, new visions. Get ready, get inspired. And don't forget, share with your friends and family. If you would like to be our guest, don't hesitate and send us a message on social media, on Instagram or Facebook by Entrepreneur Talks Podcast or Women Flicks. Each of our episodes will be information about our guests. You can always get in touch with them if you want. I'm sure that you will enjoy our conversations. Share and follow us on social media and I speak with you soon. Take care. Bye. My guest for today's podcast is Russell Noyalty. Russell is a USA Today best-selling author and speaker. He raised over $135,000 on Kickstarter, built a mailing list over 25,000 people, and tabled at more than 100 events since 2016. Now, Russell teach creatives how to lead a complete and successful life through his teaching academy, The Complete Creative. Let's welcome Russell Noelty. Hello, Russell. Welcome to my podcast. Thank, Thank you. you for having You're welcome. <laughs> no problem. I just heard your voice, but no problem. But uh, I'm so glad that you are, you are here with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. So you're talking from USA, right? More specific from? Yeah, I am. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Awesome. Good. How is the weather there? Uh, it's been pretty good. I haven't been able to leave the house very often uh, because of the whole situation that we're going through, but uh, the weather's great in LA. We pay a lot for it, but uh, uh, there's a reason why, there's, uh, why I live here. It's because probably like 300 days a year, it's just absolutely beautiful. Another like 40, it's uh, a little bit gloomy, and then 20, it's raining. So uh, pretty much from about May 
to November, it doesn't rain at all. And then it rains a little bit throughout the winter time. So we're just coming, I guess, off our rainy season right now. But even in the rainy season, it's not very rainy. Oh, wow. That's a good place for me to think about and jump there, going there like, oh, that's good. I didn't know that it's so, so, so sunny there. Oh, amazing. Thank you for letting me know. I didn't have idea. I've never been on you in USA, but I, one day I will get there. <laughs> so tell me, I'm going to start, I'm going straight to my questions now. And let me ask you, you told me that you, you started, you raised a lot of money and then you created a mailing list of over 25,000 people. How, what have you done to build that mailing list? What exactly, how, how can he, it's too many people, Russell. Sure. So, um, well, it took about how long? Three years to get to 2000. And oh. then I ballooned it up to about 75,000. And then we cut it back down to about 15,000. <laughs> and then we would usually vacillate somewhere between 20 and 25,000. I cut down a lot every, um, every, every couple of months, just because uh, there's a lot of bloat on the list. But it generally ends up being about I think, 15 to 25,000 uh, pretty regular people that read, read my emails regularly. Um, so it started for me, I do a lot of conventions. Uh, so, uh, well, I did a lot of conventions since 2015. I've done almost 200 conventions. Uh, that could be San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con or book festivals or horror conventions, or, uh, uh, I, I did a lot of anime conventions, uh, things like that. So there's, uh, I, I spent a lot of time talking specifically to uh, my customers mm. and learning a whole lot about them, uh, learning, uh, you know, what they liked, what they liked from me, why they liked me, uh, why they kept buying from me. And that really helped me solidify the kind of work that I was doing. So the biggest problem that people make when they're building their mailing list is that they don't know who their customer is. And I don't mean like generally, I mean very specifically who they are, uh, the kinds of people that they are, their names, their, their, their like what they like about you, what, what connects them to you across all sorts of platforms, why they resonate with you. Yeah. Uh, you need to know them as well as you know your best friend or your wife or a husband or or uh, or mother or anyone um, because that is how you're going to be able to scale your mailing list and scale your audience uh, so oh wow uh, similarly if you don't care about mailing lists but you really want to grow your Facebook profile it's very similar I I, uh, I spent uh, up until so I've been on Facebook since 2007 and it took me until 2017 to grow a thousand people on my uh, personal on my uh, on my uh, uh, author page and since 2017 uh, it's now at uh, 14,000 so we've been able to scale it quite a bit uh, similarly with my Instagram account 
my uh, and, and, and other accounts. So whether you're talking about mailing lists or social media, it really comes down to knowing your uh, the exact human. And uh, that's because, so step one is knowing the exact human. Step two is having a product that uh, you can make for them profitably. And so you really need to know, business is very little besides the interplay between product and customer. If yeah. you have a customer and you have a product that you can sell them, then you can take the profit from that product and use that to market. Uh, so whether that is going to conventions in person or advertising on Facebook or Amazon or in newspapers or on billboards or whatever your your, your plan is to do advertising, yeah. uh, you have to be able to uh, to know your customer and what they want so you can make products for them. You can create uh, lead magnets for them. Uh, to 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 bring them into your universe, you can uh, have them resonate out and start talking about you with other people, so that you can so that uh, so that uh, you start getting word of mouth, and you start getting that uh, word of mouth is like the best the best advertising you can do. But it really only comes if you're giving people exactly what they want. So I've been able to scale uh, quite well because I uh, am making something that is profitable. I have customers that I can find for a low acquisition cost that have a high lifetime value. And then I take a lot of that excess money and I use it in advertising and marketing and other things so that I can find more people like them. And so I say that again. Fantastic. But I'm just intrigued with the 25,000 people. How do you get to know each of them? Because it's a lot of people, right, Russell? And you probably manage your mailing list with some categories or some... How do you do this? Because it's a lot of people. When you, come, when you said that is one, one of the fundamental things to get your mailing list working and get to know your people, get to know what they want from you, get to know. And one of the things is get to know them and how I get to know 25,000 people like my mom, my friend, it's quite hard. I don't well, it's not. So at some point you're going to scale and then you're not going to be able to know every single person no. that oh, is in okay. your, that is in your audience. That's why it's so important to do it when you have very few people on your mailing list and very few people yeah. who are buying from you. So once you have a customer avatar that is rock solid and you're making products that are profitable, that is when you start scaling and then you don't have uh, as much intimate connection with your audience. However, I still try to reach out once a week or once a month uh, to uh, certain fans that I have uh, to specific email addresses, asking them questions. And I still try to get to know some of them uh, sort of randomly uh, as they are buying our products. Now, here's uh, one way that you really uh, start understanding uh, yeah. your, your, your customer is when you're launching a big product, mm -hmm. uh, a certain percentage of those people who are in your audience are going to buy your product. Uh, so, for instance, our last product was a book called Cthulhu is Hard to Spell, The Terrible Twos. Of that 25,000 person audience, 700 people bought the book uh, at launch. Okay. Yeah. So, it's a lot easier to get to know 700 people than it is to get to know 25,000 people. So, uh, the process that I use is sort of, uh, I spend a third of my uh, time 
uh, managing my mailing list, mm -hmm. a third growing my mailing list, and then a third burning through my mailing list at launching a product. So basically four times a year, I launch a product. Oh, okay. And, uh, and when I'm launching a product, I'm, I'm, I'm emailing those, those people in my audience a lot. Like I think in third, in 24 days, I sent 40 emails to my, to that mailing list. So yeah. a lot of people unsubscribe from that, but from that, a lot of people also buy Bye. product. Okay. And so I, I'm, I'm, I, uh, that's my burn period. And then I kind of nurture them for the next month. I, uh, I do some free giveaways for them. I like, uh, 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 you know, I'm very, I try to be very concerned with like, uh, like, uh, letting them know that they're more than just the $20 bill. So that's the nurture period. And then I do a lot of promotion in that third month, which is I'll run a big promotion, uh, maybe a big free giveaway or, uh, or something else that I'm trying to attract more people. So it's sort of this living, breathing organism that I'm trying to manage. Yeah. And, uh, and then every time I launch a product, my goal is that more and more people are return customers because that's how you grow a business. Uh, so my first book that I first thing I ever launched, you know, there were no repeat customers. Our last book that we launched, there were almost 500 repeat customers who had bought from Amazing. us before. So every time it grows a little bit more and that repeat customer base are really the people that I'm trying to keep happy. It's less the people that are just on my list. Those people I'm trying to get to move from knowing me to liking me, to trusting me, to buying from me in my sales funnel. But the people that are the, the buyers and the rebuyers especially are the ones that I'm most concerned with. Concern. Okay. That's great. I'm learning a lot here. That's really good. Thank you. Wow. This is a really a big, a big, um, how I say mailing list, but it has so many ways that we need to work on. Right. And well, the thing is that a sales funnel is a function of the amount of people who are at the top and the percentage that meet the bottom. So on a good, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a pretty good, like not great, but good, um, good email list, about 1% to 2% of people are going to be buyers. Okay, great. So uh, it, it, it gets less if you're doing a lot of inorganic versus organic or like, like, like how big, like how big you're growing uh, and how fast you're growing. Um, but the, the general function is, uh, uh, you really want to, so after you'd have the product and the customer, your goal is to create a system that, that takes someone who you don't know and turns them into a buyer. Uh, so that is your email sequence or, uh, I mean, I like the email yeah. sequence because every yeah. time you put someone in the email sequence, you can send them a autoresponder that presents you to them in the most um, appealing way possible. So I, uh, so I end up, uh, 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 having a, so I have an autoresponder sequence and other systems in place that yeah. move somebody from knowing me to liking me, to trusting me, to buying from me. And, uh, and at every stage, certain people, uh, a lot of people are going to burn away and burn off and they're not going to become fans. Uh, but some of them will remain at the bottom. So I, I liken this to, you know, we all have that, uh, that uncle who we know, but don't like that cousin yeah. we like, but don't trust <laughs> that friend that we trust, but like their tastes aren't the same as yours. You give them $20 for pizza and they always bring anchovies and you like pepperoni. Uh, but then we have that best friend 
who like, if you give them $20, they're going to come back with the exact right pizza. They're going to come back with the, per they, have the they have exactly yeah. your taste. Right, I got um, it. Yeah. And your job is to try and find, and so that is the sales phone. You're trying to weed out the people that don't that 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 know you but don't like you, like you but don't trust you, trust you and don't buy from you. So by knowing that that your customer really well, you're mm -hmm. able to overcome all of the challenges that uh, and, and 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 give them information that they need to become uh, a trusted, valued customer of yours. Powerful. And and that's. That's sort of the, and then once you have that system in place where someone is moving from not knowing you to knowing you to liking you to trusting you to buying from you to yeah. buying from you again, then all it is is going to places where people are. So, um, you know, different Facebook groups, running different promotions, whatever it is to find those people who are likely to be, to, 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 to like your work. And then, throwing them all into the top of your funnel and then some percentage of them they will buy with, from you exactly um and somewhere in that list of uh, is you is is every problem that a, that that a um that a uh that a business faces uh if people that say i don't know what to make for my customer uh are uh don't know their customer well enough yeah uh people yeah. that don't have any profit are, yeah yeah, people that don't have any profit in their business are not making the right product or not making a product that's profitable enough. If uh, if they're if they're if they're finding a lot of people but not getting a lot of sales, it's because uh, they're not going to the right places or they haven't set up the sales funnel properly. Uh, and then if they're if they've set up the sales funnel properly but they just don't have a lot of people in it, then the final step is uh, that you have to scale. But you don't need to scale until you have those first three sections in place. And like I said, it took me three years. years to get to 2,000 people on my mailing list. Yeah. And then uh, we started scaling really well after that. Wow. And now, and then from all this, all this, your, all your journey and your experience, you created um, the complete creative, right? The academy. Absolutely. It's an academy. It's a podcast. It's a blog. Uh, so the goal is to help creatives find the, uh, make the best work of their life and share it with the world. That's amazing. And where it comes, you teach about what do you teach there? Um, so we have three main sections of our website. The first is about mindset. The second is about creating and the third is about sales. Uh, so, uh, every course, uh, my two, my most popular course is called build a rabid fan base. It's about literally exactly. It's the process that we just talked about how to make the perfect customer, how to find a product that'll sell and then how to scale. That's all it's about. I have a Facebook ads course. I have two Kickstarter courses. Uh, we have a, uh, a, a, a mailing list marketing funnel course, uh, and, uh, uh, a, a novel course and a couple of others. I have a couple of audiobooks, and I think that's uh, there's there's about nine things on there. But by far the most popular one, well, the most popular ones are a tie between our Build a Rabbit fan base course, which only opens twice a year, and our uh, Write a Great Novel course, oh, uh, really? which is uh, and the Write a Great Novel course is free because the first step before all of those things happen. Uh, where like you're finding the perfect customer and all of that stuff, you've got to know how to make something great. That is the first step 
and uh, it is sort of away from all of the other things. Uh, because while you're making something great or starting your career or learning how to sort of, uh, you know, make a thing and playing with it, uh, that you need a safe place to fail, find your voice and do it. So like it should be separated from the building of a business part of it. Uh, you need to be able to play and fail and try things. And, 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 and that is where school is really effective because uh, they're kind of giving you a safe space to like find yourself, find your voice and, and, uh, and have mentorships and all of that stuff. So the first stage of it really is about like school like 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 taking a master class in what you want to make and then once you know what you want to make or you're good at making stuff that are that is great that is saleable that is at the scale of ever, anything else that's on the market that is when you can start building an audience and such that's really good so it's for free the first one is for free and it's on your website yeah that's at uh the complete creative.com forward slash novel Oh, okay. I will. I will have all your details about these these things that you just said. So we're gonna get. I will make sure it's all on the description of the podcast. But this is such an amazing. While I was hearing you, and I also do my business. I run my business, and I was like, wow. Uh, I think I need to go. I think I need to go on your website, and I will have a look to your this one that is the free. It's not like I don't have the business, like you said. It's something that you need to do apart from your business. So I will have a look and I might gonna join you on the course. So to see if I'm doing the right things. And I'm I'm so surprised. There's so many things that involves in our journey with our business, whatever we wanna do, we need to make sure we're doing right. And that's my question for me today. I will check and I might join you. Yeah, like I said. Awesome. Well, <laughs> if you, there, there is a free version of my Build a Rabbit fan base course because it's not open, but it is opening quite soon. You can oh. go to thecompletecreative.com forward slash audience and you can find a 20-minute webinar that kind of breaks down this concept in as, uh, in as easy to understand a way as I have ever seen. Uh, but... I think that a lot of people uh, overthink what needs to be done in a business. Uh, I think that's uh, partially because a lot of consultants make a lot of money uh, helping confused people make sense of it all. Yes. Uh, so, but it really comes down to two things. Like it comes down to the audience or customers that you have and the product you are making. And uh, if you're and, and, and if you can get that working, if you can find that 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 balance where you're 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 able to uh, find people and then make something that has a profit margin, a good profit margin, uh, then you can take that extra profit margin, uh, uh, keep some of it for yourself, keep 10 percent for yourself and use the rest of it as uh, operating expenses and marketing expenses, and then you can start scaling. Um, every time I've ever talked to somebody and, uh, and they, were, uh, they were concerned about marketing, uh, it's because it's almost always because their products are not profitable. And so what they're, what's happening is they're losing money when they're investing in their, uh, you know, by investing in their business, their they're product. losing money every dollar. And that's happened to me too. There was a time in my business uh, for about six months at the beginning of 2016 
where we were killing it. Like we were selling a lot of books, but for every dollar we made, I was spending $2. And I looked at my numbers at uh, around uh, May or June of that year. And I was like, Karen, I'm literally successing my way to poverty. Uh, if we make $50,000 this year, I'm gonna have to spend $100,000 to do it. And we had to rethink our whole business uh, and I had to rethink everything that I was doing so that when I was, uh, so that when I was spending a dollar, I was making $2. And once that happened, uh, and I had a repeatable system for that, uh, I was able to basically, uh, it freed me up so much to know, okay, I have to go to these conventions, I have to do these things, and like if I spend $1,000, I'll make $2,000. And once you have that going, you know, your goal is just to do as many of them as possible. Your goal is like, okay, how can I spend 10,000 to make 20,000? How can I spend 50,000 to make 100,000? Uh, so those, uh, that is really the thing that needs to work before anything else works is, uh, and it could be advertising. You could be uh, looking for advertising and then it, it's a little bit different model. But for me, I, most of my, most of my clients uh, and most of my customers have product-based businesses, not service-based businesses. So there has to be something that you are, uh, uh, but regardless, there has to be something you are selling to a customer that gives you a profit margin that you can then spend on marketing. And then carry on improving and getting more profit. Absolutely, I have a, uh, so here, I have a story for that. Uh, so my first product uh, was called Ichabod Jones Monster Hunter. We brought it to Kickstarter in 2014 and it raised, uh, it raised $5,500, which was good. It's great. It was, the, it was my first time that I ever made money in 10 years trying businesses. It's the first time I ever made money. It made more money than all of my businesses before. Uh, so I was thrilled. Um, the next time I brought a, a book to Kickstarter, it was uh, Katrina Hates the Dead. It was another comic book about monsters, post-apocalyptic, in comic form. And so it was very much in line with what my customers wanted, but I did not know that. I did not know those that terminology yet. All I knew is that the first one made 5,500, the second one made 8,700. So that was good. Like that was, that actually cleared the debt for Katrina is, uh, is, is hard, is, uh, Katrina is hard to spell. Katrina hates the dead. And I was in profit on that book. But then we had the sort of trough of sorrow area uh, the next book I put out was called My Father Didn't Kill Himself. It was a mystery novel. It raised 3500 So it wasn't a comic. It wasn't about monsters. It wasn't fantasy. The next book was a kid's book called I Can't Stop Tooting a Love Story. It did even worse, $2,200. Oh, so wow. I'm going the really? wrong way here. And the next one raised $1,800. It was a sci-fi novel. And so... All three of those products raised less than Katrina Hates the Dead. I spent a year making basically less than I had made the year before in one product launch. Meanwhile, I was buying some, I, I was buying stuff for a dollar and uh, for two dollars and only making a dollar from it. So I was in a really bad shape. But then, uh, luckily, I kind of knew what I was doing at that time. I was reading a lot of blogs and listening to podcasts and reading a lot of books. So I kind of knew that the and even then, I, even without that, I knew intrinsically, like you're supposed to make more money each product, not less, right? So uh, I started asking my customers, what do they want from me? Like, what do they like about my work? Why did this? Some of them did buy the, the novel. And I asked them why they bought it. And they kind of became the seed of like my audience, my perfect customer avatar, because... Uh, yeah. 
you know, the person that likes both the comics and the novel, like kind of likes me. And then, uh, but I, I asked them what they wanted and they were like, we, I want you to do more monster comics. I want you to do comics. I want you to do X, Y, and I didn't have any money. So what I did was I created an anthology, which had 30 stories from 50 creators, all that had like these little audiences that had monsters in them. So uh, all of my friends were like indie creators. They all had like their little pocket of like monster fandom people. So I brought them all together. We did an anthology called Monsters and Other Scary Shit. And uh, and it raised $27,000, literally making more than all of my other books combined uh, up until that point. So, and that just came from talking to my audience and then having an audience, like I had an audience, right? Like I had, an, had built a little audience but I was not giving them the products that they wanted. And so I was growing my audience, but I wasn't delivering the products that I had promised from my original Correct. products. Yeah. So now I was doing that. And our that product raised $27,000 at launch. Then we did a comic book called Pixie Dust that, that raised $25,000 at launch. Then, we did an, then I asked people what they liked about the first anthology and what they didn't like about the first yeah. anthology. And we did a book called Cthulhu is Hard to Spell and it raised $39,000 at launch. Uh -huh. So again, uh, once I was able to understand that customer product and what they wanted and how to make it profitably, then I was able to go to more shows. I was able to do more marketing. I was able to find more fans and I was delivering them the thing that they wanted. And so my company was getting bigger and bigger and more people were buying more products for me. That's amazing. So, wow. And you keep, and you keep growing, you keep growing because now, you know, you know, the key. So you absolutely. Just... And like that, you said, you said the key. And I think that is, that's the secret. The minute that you can put a dollar into your company reliably and make $2 from your company, then suddenly you're like, well, what if I spend $50,000? I'll make a hundred thousand dollars. What yeah. if I spend, uh, but most people do not have that money that, that ability to, to 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 put a dollar in and get two dollars out either because they don't know the, the customer they don't have a product that fits or um or they don't have a system for finding new customers and then uh making them fans yeah when i said i i was about to say they don't have money but they don't have the mindset right to right to, i mean i didn't have the money either so uh because <laughs> you, uh, you create you found the mindset and you focus on that because i think right what happened was um so i had a budget to make these two comic books and i ran through all of it so by the time we started the company i had uh, maybe five thousand dollars total between everything to mine and my wife's name um uh, and we had just bought a house like it was not going super uh, it was not going super well for us <laughs> we were not making any money um but what happened was i was able to put a product on kickstarter and it was able to fund itself and then I was like, oh, that's something. And then I started doing conventions and I would spend like $100 at a convention and I would make $300. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Uh, and then I put another product out and it did well enough for me to have like a buffer. It had a, I had a buffer suddenly. Hmm. Now I was still working at the time, um, but uh, 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 working in sales. And basically that extra money also 
became marketing money. Um, but I don't think I could have kept doing it if I wasn't like doing it successfully. So every time I did a show, I made money. Every time I put, I, I did X thing, I made money. And, and then it just became about figuring out how to- How to get there. How to... Right, and how to make $2 out of a dollar instead of making a dollar out of $2. And so all of the whole 2016 of my, uh, was all about like, I know that it's working. Like people, people are liking the books. They're buying the books. Like yeah. I, I know this is a process that like works. I'm like, I'm watching it work. Yeah. I just have to figure out how to make it profitable. And then once I was able to make it profitable, I started to like have massive growth because now my earning potential was almost uh, unlimited. Yeah. The promotion as well, to keep promoting yourself, appearing in events and everything and uh, find well, the it way. Made it, and it made it possible to know where to put my, uh, my, my system. And it's the same with my podcast and my training academy. Like I know that if I go on podcasts and other shows, uh, eventually some of those people will people funnel back to the complete creative and some of those people will become customers and some of them will become fans and some of them will tell other people and some of them will listen to my show as well as your show. And so, you know, I don't go on knitting shows. I don't go on shows about like uh, 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 comedy uh, or football because there's no, that's not a good use of my time, but coming yeah. on a show like your show or, 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 or other entrepreneurship shows or other uh, creativity shows uh, is a place that I know uh, is a valuable use of my time because Hopefully. there's an audience there I want to find and talk to. Yeah, fantastic. Yes, that's so true. So um, Russell, Kickstarter is like Amazon, it's a place. Uh, so Kickstarter is a platform that allows you to fund, uh, a pre basically do pre-orders for an idea. Uh, so it's not like Amazon because the products aren't done yet, but it is on Amazon in that it's product based. Uh, the people, so there are different kinds of people. Uh, there are early adopters. Uh, they're sort of like the people that are always on to the next big thing. They are sort of the middle of the road people. And then there are late adopters. The middle of the road people are pretty much on Amazon. A lot of they they're looking for the product that's already been successful. They're not looking for like the new hip thing. Right. Kickstarter is for really early adopters. People that like are really committed to to helping people fund ideas and cool ideas. So um, you're not going to make quite as much money as you will on Amazon and you, it's, a, it's time bound. So you only have up to 60 days, but most are 30 days. Um, but uh, Kickstarter is a great way to test out an idea and see if it has legs before you bring it to market uh, to try and get that initial funding for something. Um, uh, and, uh, I, I've run 11 projects on there and I love it. I've raised over $170,000 on Kickstarter for publishing projects. Yeah. Because you, you always talk, talk about this Kickstarter, quick started and I've done this and I've done that. I'm like, that, that's amazing. That's really good. And for sure you found clients there as well. Yeah. You get clients. Absolutely. I mean, I've have. I went through my uh, my system the other day, and I believe I've had over three thousand backers through Kickstarter over eleven projects. Uh, so, I mean, it's a great way to, for me, as a person who mostly does comics and publishing, to find to find new fans. Um, and it tells me if a book even deserves to be made, or if there's an audience there. Um, uh, it's a and and. 
I'm able to do it now with very little marketing dollars. In fact, uh, we just did a Kickstarter and it raised $31,000 and I spent $0 on marketing. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I wow. spent more in the past uh, on a couple of my projects. I spent like 500 or $1,000, but generally I spend very little on marketing. It's all word of mouth. Um, it's all like connections and collaborations that I do. So um, Kickstarter, Kickstarter I have found is a great way to, um, yeah, to be able to, to test out an idea. Um, and, and, and we use Kickstarter to, to, um, basically break even on profit, uh, uh for, for, for a book. So our we'll books tend to cost about 25 to $30,000 to make and ship out the initial order. And then we use whatever the remainder of that is to, uh, go to shows and, uh, and, 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 and sell online. So that's sort of our model is we're trying to break even on Kickstarter with the production costs and then we bring it to market. Awesome. How many people work with you, like on your team? Do you have a team, right? Uh, I have a distributed workforce that comes together on a project by project basis. So I am the only full-time employee of my company, but depending on the project, there might be five, 10, 70 creators who are working on it. Uh, I also freelance out uh, editors and, uh, and I do a lot on my own website and other stuff. Uh, uh, I don't really, I, I've gone through assistance a lot trying to find one uh and uh i think i'm just cursed because they always tend to get sick when they start working for me even though they're, they're not um even though uh they don't work anywhere near me they're all across the country uh, but i am the only full-time employee and then i have contractors and uh and we generally how it generally works is i will put out a, a request for a proposal or request for submissions yeah. and then we will work together on one project. Uh, I bring on an editor, I bring on the, the team, and then after that project, they disperse, and, and then I, I do it again with different projects. Wow, I'm so impressed <laughs> by yourself. You do all this stuff. Well done, Russell. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and we you know. And you know what? Because you said people get get sick like when they start to, to work with you i think they can't handle <laughs> they, they, they just see whoa i can't i can't get into his speed because you probably you are master on whatever you're doing right now with your business in your well, life one of the things that i really do a lot is i, I teach about productivity and how to become more productive how yeah. to like 10x your productivity but i do want to make it clear that like i do this with books but you can do this with uh intro uh, info uh info products or a whole bunch of other stuff so last weekend uh this would be the 18th and 19th of april as we're recording this i ran a virtual summit and i brought together 25 uh 25 creators uh to talk on the panel uh, me and a co-host uh founded this online writers conference uh, we brought together all sorts of really amazing uh, 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 experts, USA Today bestselling authors, New York Times bestselling authors, some of like the biggest, the biggest authors on the planet um, and subject matter experts as well. And we were able to, with literally no advertising budget, get a mailing list of 800 people together um, just from uh, that sort of project-based virtual summit and what happened is, and, and it cost us i think it cost us less than 200 dollars total so less than 100 dollars each 
um, and we were able to run this very high quality virtual summit um, live uh, over the last two days with over 13 hours of content uh, that had an average of 100 people watching every hour. So just because like I do it with books, but I also use the same philosophy of the distributed workforce coming together on a project by project basis when I won virtual summits or my podcast or pretty much anything else. That's, that's the key. Like I said before, I got it now. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. So tell me, how can people find more about you and get in touch, like connect with you? So uh, if you're a creator yourself or an entrepreneur yourself, then the best way to go is, uh, is uh, The Complete Creative. I have two free courses, oh, three free courses. Uh, uh, one is a Kickstarter course. If you want to learn more about Kickstarter, that's at thecompletecreative.com forward slash F. KC for free Kickstarter course. I have a free business course where I talk about the 10 pillars of business that I have found over my career. Uh, it's all email based over 10 days. That one is at thecompletecreative.com forward slash FBC for free business course. And then if you're interested in running and uh, learning, uh, building an audience from scratch, I have a free webinar uh, all about that at thecompletecreative.com forward slash audience. And uh, that will take you through kind of everything we talked about today. And uh, you can get on the mailing list uh, for uh, when my uh, Build a Rabbit fan base course opens, which should be happening very, very soon. Fabulous. I, Russell, I would like to ask you, uh, so you can pass me this information about your free courses and I will be placing all, all these social media and freebies on my podcast so people can just get straight to you is that right yeah sounds good great all right so we can we came to the end this is it i'm so glad that i had this podcast with you and i'm sure that my listeners like you said they will come they will they will click on your links because this is amazing the information that you gave us here today is just uh, it's gold it's gold <laughs> for our well, thank business. you so much for having me you're welcome russell i wish you all the best and i'm sure i will keep in touch with you and i will keep following all your 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 journey thank you take care bye-bye bye This is the end of our session and I just want to say thank you so much for being with us. I hope that you enjoy and if you would like to listen again, make sure you follow us on social media. Each session will be always on our pages and also on our profile you will get access to a link which will take you to Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or other platforms where you can listen podcast sessions. Thank you once again. And I speak with you very soon. I see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.